and you know few minor expletives might have gone through my mind at that point as I thought what on earth have I done now <laughs> so then checked into the system that I'm using um, had a look realized that um, there was one little button that I hadn't pressed Welcome to season eight of the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about life changes and together with my guests, we'll be exploring ideas that challenge our thinking underpinned by a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. Today, um, I think this might be quite a quick one, but and it's very much on the fly. Um, it comes from a recognition that some stuff that happened over the weekend um, really demonstrated a couple of things to me, and I thought it might be useful to explore them here. Um, I've called this episode Making Mistakes because it is human to err. It is human to mess up, to fumble something, to skip a step and not realize that that's what you've done, to make mistakes. It is human to get overexcited about something and and get ahead of yourself. It is human to be so anxious about the details that actually they're the thing that get muddled. Um, you know, we are um, perfectly imperfect, you know, to use that phrase. And it is through our errors, it is through our mistakes that so often we do our most beautiful learning. And it's also through the way that we respond to the mistakes that we make. And there are three, three stories that arise when I uh, reflect on this. So one is, um, one of my first jobs was working for a uh, English language publisher in Portugal and the woman that I worked for was just wonderful. I was really, really lucky to have her as a boss and um, I overheard her talking to her daughter a few years later saying that I had been one of the few people she'd ever worked with who was always willing to face up at, to and own mistakes that I'd made. Now, I didn't know at that time that that was something that I did. I hadn't really kind of clocked it. Um, and I don't know where I learned it. So this isn't about analysis of that or even kind of, doo -doo -doo, you know, horn tooting. It's rather just the recognition that for her it felt surprising to have somebody working for her 
who was willing to say, I've messed up, what, what do we need to do to fix it? And I think it says far more about her experience and the people that she had worked with in the past than it says about me at all. And the second story that arises is of a guy who used to be in my team, um, someone where I was his manager. And I remember him telling me how he had been um, on the graduate training scheme, big corporate organization, been on the graduate training scheme. And until he came and worked with me, he had never worked with a leader who admitted that they got things wrong or that they didn't know the answer. And in fact, he'd actually been taught by two of the senior leaders he'd worked with in that organization that if you make a mistake, you'd never admit culpability. And if you don't know what you're doing, you pretty much make something up. Now, I found that shocking and I'm sure you find it shocking too. I mean, it was, uh, however, knowing some of the characters involved, I can, I can understand where that might have come from. And, and the third story is what happened this weekend. Now, um, you might have already seen that on, oh, well, in the middle of October, I am launching this year's journaling quest. Now, the journaling quest is two weeks of daily emails um, with a journaling prompt coming into your inbox every day over those two weeks. And, and as part of it, I am sharing my own journaling prompt uh, inspired by that day's uh, prompt, my own journaling rather inspired by that day's prompt. So as you might imagine, if you've ever tried to set anything like this up, it is quite complex. There are you know, there's lots of uh, messages and emails that I need to send out before it starts. Um, I want to make sure that the right people get the right messages. Um, and then there's obviously making sure that the people who sign up to the program, to the quest, um, get all of the journaling prompts each day. So it's complex and, um, and there's a whole system in the back end that I need to navigate and, um, and make sure I'm using correctly. Now, on Saturday morning, I got an email from uh, a very good friend of mine who luckily had been one of the very first people to sign up to the quest saying, Henny, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> we're meant to get this email. And when I opened up my inbox, I saw that the very first one of these journaling prompts had gone out two weeks early. So um, I quickly went into the system, uh, checked who they'd gone to. Luckily, it was only a handful of people, just eight people. Um, so the people who'd signed up really in that first kind of hour that I launched it, um, or, you know, whatever, first sort of few hours when I launched it, um, I changed all the settings. I checked everything. I um, wrote to all the people who'd received that rogue 
email and explained to them what had happened and um and thought phew okay i've sorted it all out they're not going to get like a whole string of uh, things from me um until the program launches on the 15th of october oh great carried on with my saturday then on sunday morning <laughs> i got another message from my friend saying uh okay and now seems to have got the last email in the sequence, like the one that was meant to go out right at the end of the journaling quest. And, you know, few minor expletives might have gone through my mind at that point as I thought, what on earth have I done now? So then checked into the system that I'm using, um, had a look, realised that um, there was one little button that I hadn't pressed and oh so then I like you know checked everything out everything else was okay it was just that one little button and then I wrote to the eight people who also received that message luckily it was you know it was all the same group and not the sort of tens and tens of other people who signed up by that point and um and it was fine I explained to them you know gremlin in the system not sure what i've done here but hopefully this should be the last time they get a rogue email from me and uh, apologies for the spoiler alert um so i really noticed how i felt about that experience and the urge that i had to really criticize myself about having made that mistake and I also noticed when I was writing to that small group um, that there was this big urge inside me to again to like to be really really critical of myself and at the same time because I chose to approach um, resolving this with a really calm and kind and compassionate stance rather than allowing myself to kind of tumble headlong into that self-critical, judgmental place. I was able to notice that urge to um, to be really self-critical and, and blame myself, you know, call myself names, if you will. Um, and at the same time to write to that small group with um, a more kind of adult stance rather than going into that that sort of child or adolescent place of blame and criticism. And I received a really lovely message um, from one of that group and that's really what inspired me to record this today. And in her message, and I've very consciously not got it up on my screen because I don't want to um, uh, to sort of read it out verbatim to you. But um, in that message, she was basically saying um, how much she appreciated that I had written, how much she appreciated the way that I had responded to those two mistakes that I'd made, 
and that she found it really interesting to observe my response as a tool for helping her consider how she might respond to mistakes that she makes in the future. And her message was so beautiful. It was so it was so generous, actually, as well, because it was also uh, designed to make me feel, you know, more comfortable about having made those mistakes. And and she also said um, something around um, she kind of hopes that I might make another mistake <laughs> because then she'll get another little message from me <laughs> explaining like what's going on. And, uh, you know, she's curious about how I might respond to that. Um, and and I, I found this all really, really fascinating. And I suppose the, the thing here really is what is your response when you make a mistake? You know, how, what are the stories that you carry about what it means to make a mistake? And, and I suspect this is something to do, you know, maybe I have my parents to thank here. Maybe, maybe they were, um, you know, maybe they managed to say the right thing at the right time you know, in my learning process where I didn't learn to uh, to judge myself if I made a mistake, I learned to move on. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. It doesn't mean I always do it. It's very easy for me to also slip into uh, judgment or certainly that has been my uh, experience in the past. Um, but this, so, but this uh, reflection here really is about how when we choose to approach um, and face into a mistake that we've made with compassion, you know, big surprise there, that's the word that I'm going to come to. Um, But when we choose to do it with compassion, when we choose to do it calmly and look at, okay, what actually needs to be resolved here um what actually needs my attention um and how can i respond to this in the most compassionate way that absolutely transforms the way that we respond and it shifts shifts it <laughs> from being a reaction you know a triggered um, activated, agitated feeling, filling our body into a calm, present, uh, for me, humour plays quite a big part if I realise that I've made a mistake, is that sort of, I find laughing about it, laughing with myself, not at myself, laughing with myself about it to be really, really useful. And that to me is kind of part of that compassion. Um, and and I kind of, I'm so grateful. I mean, I know this sounds absolutely bizarre, really, but I am genuinely grateful that those two uh, mistakes came to light because it means that, you know, the hopefully hundreds of people who sign up to the journaling quest um, don't all experience what the eight 
<laughs> have experienced because I've been given this opportunity to correct a, mis a problem that I didn't know was there. Um, and it's also given me an opportunity to really kind of bond with that little group. I genuinely feel this sort of bond with, with that, um, my early weekend morning email group, as I'm thinking of them. And the other thing as well is it's given me an opportunity to observe myself and observe the way that I responded and observe the choices that I made in the way that I responded. And, and I found that to be really interesting. Regardless of what my response had been, I find that really interesting. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that might be it, actually. I say, and I, I don't think there is anything else. <laughs> you know, that's it. But I would really love to hear your reflections. You know, how do you respond internally and externally, i.e. how you speak to others or how you write to somebody else? when you make a mistake because it's something that we all do and and actually here's another one um another little story that just springs to mind is i i might have shared this before actually on the podcast can't remember um where i was going to some training i was receiving some training and um this was sometime before lockdown and I was really late uh, to get there, I had to cross London, um, tubes were slow, couldn't find my way, got a bit lost, blah, blah, blah. And I knew I was going to be about 25 minutes late for this training. And um, I don't like being late. I like being on time. I like being organised. I, like, uh, I like having things in a row and that's what helps me stay in a very calm place and so I could feel I was getting a bit agitated uh, about being late for this training and also you know I've got a whole load of things around being late is disrespectful and blah 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 that's a whole lot of stories from my past um, and so I'd messaged the two uh, trainers on the course and when I arrived um, I went up to, to one of them and I said, you know, I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so late. And he turned to me and he said, was it deliberate? And I said, no, no, God, no, of course not. And he said, then why are you apologizing? And he just gave me this little smile <laughs> and then <laughs> went off and we carried on with the training and him saying that to me has stuck with me for such a long time because on the one hand I could say well of course I'm apologizing because I'm disrupting the session and you know I I apologize for disrupting the session I think he would have accepted that but I was apologizing for being late and it wasn't something that I could control and so the deeper bit that he could see was how agitated I was about being late. And it's 
really sort of it's really been a helpful tool actually in helping me stay in a calm place so now I imagine I don't know maybe maybe I'll test this at some point um that I imagine that I would now be much calmer um if I found myself late for something and in fact actually even as I said that I know that I am um, I'm much more able to keep myself in that calm place without getting up into that agitated uh, place um, because I'm much more thoughtful about the fact that, you know, this isn't something that I've chosen to do. I'm not making this mistake deliberately. It's a set of circumstances or, or I've literally just made a mistake because it's human to err. When I say air, I don't mean A-I-R, by the way, obviously. It's E-double-R. <laughs> okay. All right, my darlings. I hope that's um, inspired some thinking for you. And, um, yeah, I'd really, really love to know, like, what helps you return to a place of calm Um when you find that you've made a mistake, when you've realised you've made a mistake, or what helps you address or redress um, when you've made a mistake and you notice that something needs to be done, um, and also what helps you um, perhaps get into a calm place um, when you realise that you know you've been perfectly imperfect. And and if all of this feels quite new, then I'd love to know what's really resonated for you, whether it's kind of sparked a little thought around a step, small step that you could take that could really help you in not slipping into that judgmental, you know, internal critic uh, place and rather be able to acknowledge accountability and responsibility when something has gone wrong, not trying to shirk from it, not trying to say, uh, going into the passive voice and say, a mistake has been made, rather to say, I made a mistake and this is how we are resolving it. But without that being an activated uh, place, rather it being a place of calm, adult, centered, balanced perspective. Okay, my darlings. So actually, um, depending on when I send this out, um, I that journaling quest um, goes live on the 15th of October. Once it's finished running, so it'll finish at the end of October 2022, um, I am going to then make it available um, for you to buy as a course um, when, to start and work on whenever you wish so um, if it's after the end of October when you listen to this and you're curious about it have a look on my website and you'll see it's very straightforward you just sign up and um, as you now know I've worked out how to do all the emails so you get them in the right flow <laughs> All right, my loves, take care. I send you a hug and a wave.